Part One of Gallipoli Diary. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Sue Anderson. Gallipoli Diary, by John Graham Gillum, Section One: The Climate at the Dardanelles by Henry E. Piers. Author's note by Graham Gillum. After the evacuation of the peninsula, the following article, which appeared in the Westminster Gazette early in September 1915, was shown to me. After reading it through, I compared the weather forecasts that the author sets forth, and was interested to find that they agreed very closely with the notes on the weather that I had made in my diary. The article is therefore republished here, as it may be of interest to the reader. J. G. G. End of Gillam's Note the dispatch of August 31st of Reuters Special Correspondent with the Mediterranean Forces, of which a summary was published in the Westminster Gazette of the 18th instant, speaks of the weather at the Dardanelles, and as to there being two months of fine autumn weather in which to pile up stores, etc. It would be more correct to say three months rather than two. It may be interesting to some of your readers to have a few remarks on the weather in the Marmora, such remarks are based on the results of observations made by a close observer of nature during a period of over thirty years. The fact that particular interest was taken in weather conditions at such a place arose from a cause other than a meteorological interest in the weather, the object being an endeavor to throw light on the migration of birds. Bird naturalists in general, and especially Frenchmen, have fully recognized that the two stretches of land, namely the shores of the Bosporus and that of the Dardanelles, being the closest points of juncture between Europe and Asia, as also the European coast between these points, are the concentrated passageway or route for the huge migratory flocks of birds proceeding from the western half of Europe into Asia. Three results stand out in respect to this migration. First, the absolute regularity of the autumn migration or passage. Secondly, certain conditions of weather at almost fixed dates. Thirdly, the result of the weather conditions as affecting the density of the flights, the resting and stopping of various birds at certain places. The subject is a very wide one, and is somewhat foreign to the real purpose of my remarks. Taking the month of September to begin with, the weather is very fine, a continuation of summer, cloudless skies day after day with perhaps a rain and thunderstorm or two only one generally in the first week and another about september seventeenth but always brought on by a north to northwest wind as a rule the constant summer land breezes northeast about are of less intensity in september than in august which allows for a keeping up of an average day temperature as the Marmora, Bosporus, and Dardanelles owe their moderate day temperature to these daily breezes, called Meltem, from the north to northeast during the summer. The wind generally dies away at sunset, which fact, however, rather tends to make the night temperature higher during the summer, the result being that, as between day and night temperature, when the north wind blows during the day, there is but little drop in the temperature and the nights are hot. About September 21st to 24th there is, however, a marked period in the weather. It is either a calm as regard winds 
and consequently very hot, or such period is marked by southerly winds, but not of any great intensity or strength, very dry, hot winds. These are the first southerly winds of autumn, but as a general rule such period is in nautical terms calm and fine with southerly airs. From such time up to the end of September, the north or northeasterly winds set in again, but later on, generally about the first week of October, the winds get more to the north and northwest, and there is a heavy thunderstorm or so, and as a result a drop in temperature. From October 10th to 14th, there is a period of uncertainty, sometimes a southwesterly wind which veers round to the northwest and a good rainstorm. The first distinct drop in temperature now takes place, about the 10th to the 14th. One feels autumn in the air, the nights continue fairly warm, and this period continues fine and generally calm up until about the 20th, sometimes the 18th or 19th, when a well-defined and almost absolutely regular period is entered upon. This spell begins with three or four days of very heavy northerly or northwesterly wind, sometimes a gale, generally accompanied by rain for several days, and it is this period, from October 20th to 25th, which is intensely interesting to naturalists, owing to the big passage of all kinds of birds, the arrival of the first woodcock, the clockwork precision of the passage of the stock doves, pigeons. In fact, it is the moment of the big migration, when the air night and day is full of birds on the move, Toward the end of October, and in the way of counter-coup or reaction to the northerly gales, there is generally experienced a fierce three or four days of southerly winds, sometimes gales. It is to be noted that these gales, or changes in the weather, are usually of three or seven days' duration, the first day generally being the strongest. And for some of these regular winds, the natives have special names. November almost always comes in fine, with a lovely first ten days or so. It, however, becomes rather sharp at night, and a very marked period now of cold weather is to be expected, a cold snap, in fact. This snap is generally in the second or third week of the month, and only lasts a few days, the weather going back to fine, warm, and calm till the end of the month. Barring such cold snap, the month is marked by fine weather and absence of wind, and many people consider it the most glorious month of the year, the sunsets being especially fine. The cold snap is rather a peculiar one. Snow has been seen on November 4th, and, if I remember rightly, the Battle of Lulay bourgaz three years ago was fought on November 5th, 6th, and 7th, and during such time there raged a storm of rain and sleet, succeeded by two or three nights of hard frost, which caused the death of many a poor fellow who had been wounded and was lying out. Another year there was a very heavy snowstorm on November 16th and 17th. Although the weather may be of this nature for several days, it recovers and drops back into calm, warm weather. In the last days of November or the first days of December, another period is entered upon. There is generally a heavy south wind lasting from three to seven days, which is succeeded by a lovely spell of fine weather, generally perfectly calm and warm, which brings one well through December. From a little before Christmas or just after, the weather varies greatly. The marked periods are past. 
the weather may be anything, sometimes calm and mild, sometimes varied by rains, with strong north winds, but no seriously bad weather. In one word, no real winter weather need be looked for until, as the natives put it, the old new year, otherwise the new year old style, which is January 14th, our style, comes in. After January 14th, or a few days later, the weather is almost invariably bad. There is always a snow blizzard or two, generally between January 20th and 25th. These are real bad blizzards, which sometimes last from three to seven days, and anything in the way of weather may happen for the next six weeks or two months. The snow has been known to lie for six weeks. Strong southerly gales succeed, as a rule, the northerly gales, but one thing is to be noted, that the south and west winds no longer bring rain. It is the north and northeast which brings snow and rain. This winter period is difficult to speak of with anything like precision. Nothing appears to be regular. Some years the weather is severe, other years snow is only seen once or twice. Winter is said to have finished on April 15th. The only point about a severe winter is that a period of cold is generally followed by a period of calm, warm weather of ten days or so. It has often been noted that a very cold winter in England and France, etc., generally gives the southeast corner of Europe, about which we are speaking, a mild winter with a prevalence of southerly airs, whereas a mild winter in England and France marks the southeast corner of Europe for a severe winter with a prevalence of northerly winds. No doubt experts will be able to explain this. Of late years, no great cold has visited the Marmora. In 1893, the Golden Horn from the inner bridge at Constantinople was frozen over sufficiently for people to walk over the ice, and the inner harbor had floes knocking about for some weeks. That winter, however, was an exceptional one, but even then the winter only began about January 18th, lasting into March. The great point about the climate is that, however hot or cold a spell may be, it is always succeeded by calm weather, a blue sky, and a warm sun, quite a different state of things from winter weather under English conditions. To those who have relations or friends at the Dardanelles, and I quote from a letter from a friend, let them send good strong warm stockings for the men, besides the usual waistcoats and mufflers and as for creature comforts sweets chocolate and tobacco especially cigarettes it is the turks who will suffer from the cold they cannot stand it long and being fed generally mainly on bread they have no stamina to meet cold weather most of their troops come from warm climes end of section one